0: nowadays the term eco is so much in trend that even i can't resist myself talking about eco pharmacology oh yes june 5 the world environment day is heading on and what do you think should we all ponder over this amazing topic of eco pharmacology i think it's a great idea let's get the dices Rolling over this. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult? Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find, and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge you just have to understand the term eco pharmacology actually it is as simple as it is made that is eco plus pharmacology When we combine the two terms, it simply defines the effect of pharmaceutical products or day-to-day home products on the ecosystem or the environment. Then this whole study or this knowledge, it turns out to be known as the eco-pharmacology or in a more elaborated way, we can call it as environmental pharmacology. And the dire need of this particular study on knowledge in today's era is due to the high degree of the pollution hazards to our environment. And since the source of all this are the pharmaceutical products, we study this whole as the terminology eco-pharmacology. In fact, it has affected all the parts of environments. I mean to say it has affected land, it has affected water, it has affected air. And life on these three spheres, they are also highly, rather a little adversely affected. Now, if you observe them very nicely, you will just get to know that there are three types of interactions that are taking place. The interactions between the drug and the environment... Secondly, the interactions between the genes and the environment. And thirdly, the interactions between the toxins and the environment. Let's peek into the historical aspect. Pauling Sorensen, he was the one who firstly and foremostly used this term environmental pharmacology in 1998. So, he takes the credit for coining this term as environmental pharmacology. Now, you will be surprised with the fact that World Health Organization, that is WHO, it has also agreed to the fact that long hours of exposure to the chemicals, they lead to a lot of diseases in the mankind. Now, I want to bring to your notice two types of noteworthy pollutants and you should know their names. The first ones are the pharmaceutical and personal care products, which are abbreviated as capital PPCPs. And the second types, they are industrial and chemical pollutants, which are abbreviated as Capital IACPs. Now, both of these type of chemicals, that is PPCPs and IACPs, they are not affected by the acidic environment of the stomach once they are ingested. And if they are not degraded, you can imagine how hazardous they would turn out to be. And they are not only hazardous and dangerous to our body inside, but once they are excreted outside, they are hazardous to the outer environment of the body also. They are into rotation via the food cycles. They unknowingly enter our bodies again and again. And the consequences turn out to be in the form of deformities, growth stunting, They are all the disastrous consequences of these pharmaceutical products. So many types of systemic problems, incurable diseases, they arise and they become permanent. They lead to mutations, they are genetically transferred, they can be carcinogenic and so many problems. Now there are one more type of pharmaceutical chemicals or products and these are environmentally persistent pharmaceutical pollutants which are abbreviated as capital EPPP. Now this term was initially coined and used by the International Society of Doctors for Environment, and this society is abbreviated as capital ISDE. This term was coined in around 2020s. It's a very recent term. Now what are these capital EPPPs? These chemicals or products or agents, they are highly resistant to degradation by the microbes. So, if they are not degraded by the microbes, they are always in their active form. They are found in the water globally. Example, I can give you that well water, it contains clorafric acid. and once they are found in water globally they are badly affecting the aquatic flora and fauna they can also be detected in the drinking water like in our country at many places there is a mixture of water with chemical compounds like citrazine drugs like turbinafine cataboprene which is an antidepressant their traces have been detected in the drinking water in our country also. And all these traces, they are causing so much of harm. They are genetically affecting and devastating the different components and aspects of mankind. Now, as far as the chemical composition of these dangerous drugs is concerned, they are nothing but commonly used medications, as you might have understood till now. Then other products, chemical products, day-to-day bases which we use like cosmetics, drugs for animals, drugs for pets, the rough usage of entire microbials. All these are responsible for the hazardous effects. Now these chemically dangerous drugs and the components They enter the ecosystem via a variety of routes. And what are these possible routes? Well, excreta of the diseased person. Inappropriate discard of the secretion containing tissues, cotton swabs, napkins, clothes, towels, disposable, vessels, toiletries, etc other different type of routes waste from the homes industries etc they are all disposed of into the streams and running water they all are polluting the environment up to the saturation level and we are the food cycle we are the water cycle all these things they are recycled they are served back to us in a sort of a vicious cycle unknowingly and sometimes knowingly all revolving again and again adding and depositing into the ecosystem inside our body and outside the body also they are becoming a part of the water we drink the food we eat the plant matter we are consuming the air that we breathe and how come they are affecting the plant matter because this polluted water is used for irrigation also. Then I want to talk about how they are affecting the biofilm. The, what is a biofilm? Biofilms are slimes. They are aggregates of microorganisms. They are composed of extracellular DNA, proteins and polysaccharides. So many drug groups like anti-diabetics, anti they disrupt the biofilm community. Drugs like propranolol it adversely affects the zooplankton, etc. And at so many places, it has been found that the surface water is showing the traces of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Like diclofenac, ketoprofen, etc. In our body, how they are affecting us. That it reflects as a variety of ailments due to imbalance of the body homeostasis. Yes, the homeostasis is the internal ecosystem of our body. It's totally disrupted. It leads to many systemic problems like cardiac problems, respiratory diseases, abrupt mental states, too much load on the kidney, liver, finally, their shutdown, mutations, cancers, and the list is. Never ending. Well, I can exemplify also at this particular point. Water-soluble drugs like fluoroquinolones, antidepressants, cocaine, caffeine. You know how much coffee you drink and I drink also. All these addiction, abuse substances, weeds. They all are polluting our rivers, streams, etc. Even flora and fauna, they are suffering due to all these chemicals. Frogs, fishes, they are dying. The fertility levels of the flora and the fauna and even the mankind, they are decreasing. Antibiotic excess. It is leading to entire microbial resistance. The bacterial flora is badly affected. Diseases, novel diseases, they are originating. The old ones, they are becoming tough to treat. They are becoming incurable. Now, at this particular moment, before I... Further talk about this thing, ecopharmacology. A little light I want to throw on how would you differentiate the term and the concept of ecopharmacology from pharmacoenvironmentology? Well, in the case of pharmacoenvironmentology, the effect of drugs noted is at the therapeutic doses. Specifically, it's neither at the low doses nor at the high doses. That means not neither at the toxic doses. The effects are seen only and only at the therapeutic doses. And the concept of pharmacoenvironmentology, it revolves around only and only drugs and medications, no other different types of chemical compounds. As far as the theoretical concept is concerned, it's a part and parcel of pharmacovigilance. And up to an extent, it covers the adverse effects of drugs also. That too at the therapeutic doses. Now, some examples uh, that will make this whole comprehension crystal clear are like aggression provoked by the antidepressants and ethanol estradiol promoted feminization in flora, fauna, mankind, etc. On the other hand, I just want to say eco pharmacology is well understood with the examples of occupational pathologies. And chlorinated, polluted drinking water. I hope you very well understand the differences with the help of these examples. Nextly, I want to bring another term to your knowledge and that is epigenetics. What is epigenetics? The heritable changes in the gene expression without any change in the DNA sequence. They head away to the cancerous carcinogenic states in an individual. And that is what we call as epigenetics. Well, these terms are very confusing and there are very slight differences, but you should be very specific when you define certain terms. You should know the slight differences and the demarcation lines, how these terms, they are used in a different manner at the right place at the right time. Got it? That's why I'm telling you and throwing light on different terms that are related to the topic we have one more term environmental toxicology what is this whole concept of environmental toxicology when man-made poisons pollutants chemicals they are disrupting the functioning and the balancing of the environment and the ecosystem then we call this term as environmental toxicology It involves the effect of carcinogens, heavy metals, pollutants, pesticides, solvents, etc. Now, these were some related terms. No much details about this. It's high time that we should put down some solid bullet point measures of relief, cure and prevention to save our ecosystem. Every poisoning treatment is to stop the exposure. So the first and foremost step is to remove the poison and that works here too. Some good things to add up spice to prevent the hazards to the biodiversity they are first. There should be a very rational use of medicines. Yes, it's not preaching. Practice it. Secondly, there should be a lot of awareness projects, programs, banners, etc. For the layman, because they are highly involved in disrupting the whole of this ecosystem knowingly unknowingly third better improved modern waste disposal practices tools methodologies and systems i'm sure you agree with me fourth safer better drugs in place of the toxic hazardous drugs yeah that that is our choice we have to choose safer better drugs which are mild and do not affect the flora and fauna aggressively. Next, I want to talk about the World Health Organization. It also has some important guidelines to save from the hazardous effects of the drug disposals. I'm not doing in detail, but to brief out, I just want to tell you what are these guidelines. There should be specific disposal methods. That is the first guideline. Specific disposal methods and tools, they are promoted like waste immobilization, inertization, their disposal into the landfills, recycling to the manufacturing units, incineration burning at normal or medium temperatures, then burning or incineration in open containers, and adoption of a novel method of high temperature incineration or burning methods. Second important guideline there should be categorization or sorting of the drugs. Now if you categorize the drugs and if you if, the, if everything is sorted out nicely it helps in the better disposal and the appropriate or the apt disposal of these drugs. And lastly the guidelines include the concept of eco-friendly drugs and medicines yes we can go green in pharmacology also that's a beautiful concept it leads to less pollution less hazards less waste less damage to the homeostasis internal and external the whole concept of eco-pharmacology and eco-pharmacovigilance it harbingles the green sphere to help out in the directions of cure and measures now the plan of action also involves the risk assessment a little word about the risk assessment that's a little mathematical statistical concept there's a term risk quotient risk quotient it is the ratio of the predicted environmental concentrates that is capital pec to the Predicted number effect concentration. I repeat, the ratio of the predicted environmental concentration, that is capital PEC, to the predicted number effect concentration, that is capital PNEC. So we can say that risk quotient is equal to capital PEC is to capital PNEC. The ratio of capital PEC to capital PNEC. And if the value of the risk quotient is more than one, then apt risk management is highly advised, recommended and should be done. I hope you got this concept. Nothing much details about it. I just wanted to give you the formula of the calculation of the risk quotient. So I told you the plan of action is the involvement of the risk assessment and that you can do with the parameter of risk quotient. The risk assessment should be done for the human health And there should be simultaneous evaluation of the hazards of toxins in the ecosystem. All these measures, these tools, these strategies, they will help to pave the way of the measures of minimizing the risk. And also it will pave the way for the proper application of these measures in the proper, appropriate direction. Now, lastly, I mentioned the term eco-pharmacovigilance. So, a word about eco-pharmacovigilance before I wrap up this whole discussion on this auspicious occasion of the World Environment Day, June 5, about environmental pharmacology. Well, what is eco-pharmacovigilance? World Health Organization has given a specific definition for it. It states that science and activities associated with detection, evaluation, and understanding and prevention of adverse effects of pharmaceuticals in the environment that is the whole thing or the concept is termed as eco What vigilance what is the main agenda it's the protection of the environment the oriented protection along with the environmental and the public health it begins at the production it ends at the disposal it involves the efforts of all type of people. Health personnel, engineers, physicians, physicians for man, physicians for animals, and also the efforts of agricultural experts. What is the advantages of studying eco vigilance? Well, it is reflected as the protection of environment, redesigning of the health care system, It directs the healthcare system towards a greener atmosphere, a greener sphere. You can just imagine that the hazards to the ecosystem is when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And it won't be sorted out or solved by climbing mountains, sowing the sea. Yes, that won't help. So with the end notes, I just want to say that what you have today, embrace it, value it. Preserve it. Do your part. Enact your share. It's not much. Find just a little time to spare. 5th of June, that's the World Environment Day. Let's express ourselves. Because, you know, we do care. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.pharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.